Hi, and welcome back to HFC. I am... Um, interesting title because this actually has nothing really to do with fear. <laughs> um, and more so to do with this in, this kind of inspiration that I got from this verse. And oddly enough, I found the verse after I had the um, intention, I guess. Um, so first off, let me read the verse and then I'll share what I mean by the little backstory that I meant. Um, so the verse comes from Hebrews 12, verse 2. It says, Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So that's the verse. So for some backstory, um, I wasn't even writing the song initially for this, but um, I shared it with someone. I shared it with my pastor, and then he was like, hey, you know, it sounds good. Would you mind writing a song um, for Easter, or like finishing that for Easter, which oddly enough was supposed to be finished before, but now it's ending up, he he wants it for Easter. Um, it was just supposed to be like a communion song, but now it's communion and Easter, so you know, no big deal, no stress, no, no worries at all. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, um, so while I was writing the song, um, it wasn't even, I don't know if I've explained on the podcast how I write songs, it's never like, I have the words and I have the melody. It's just kind of like when I get so stressed out or like so anxious or so nervous or sometimes it's just, it's a good feeling. It's like, I just have a really good day at church and I'm like, I have these words that I want to express to you, God, but I don't know how to. I find myself at my piano and a melody will come out and lyrics. So I'm probably going to sing, say this because it's really hard for me to not to say the songs, sorry, to say the lyrics of a song without any kind of singing. Um, but it basically, I'm, you know, I don't say the lyrics. It basically, um, it just talks about like how Jesus endured so much for us. Um, and that sometimes I feel like we can get the mindset of, well, I never asked him to. Not realizing that the beauty comes in the fact that we never had to. There's a That's like my favorite part of the song, actually. When I wrote it, I was like, oh, I love that. Because um, it goes, Well, I never asked, you never had to. Uh, it's, it's higher pitched than that. I don't feel like singing that high on, on here. Because then I feel like my voice is already high enough. I don't need it. But it's like, well, I never asked. And then it's like, you never had to. Um. And I guess that's one of the things that used to be in my mind when I was a kid, or not a kid, but like when I was in my moments of like fighting against Jesus, it was kind of like, well, what do I care? Like, I never asked him to do that. Like, that's not my fault. And and sometimes I feel like we can get into that mindset of, well, he did it, but I never asked him to. Why do, why do I owe him anything? Real, Not realizing the fact that there is beauty in the fact that we never had to because he had the foresight to understand that that would be something that we needed. It's as if someone gave you a gift. Like, let's say um, you had a stressful day the next day and you didn't think about something. You completely forgot about what you were going to eat for lunch and the fact that you were, maybe you don't have your car or something. It's it's a very stressful day. And so you're like, completely forgot that you didn't have a car or your car. You're getting your bag, your bag ready. You grab your bag, you go to work and then you completely forget that someone was borrowing your car so now you, or someone was taking your car so now you have no lunch. 
But um, let's say your family member or somebody decided to pack a lunch for you. And you're just like, oh, no, I don't know what to do. And then you just find it there. And you're like, wow. I, you didn't ask them to do that. They did that of their own free will. And that there's something beautiful about someone understanding your needs without you having to verbalize them or to ask for them. It's like someone understands you at that level where you go to ask for something, but they've already gotten it for you. Um, and maybe that's just me, but there's like some, there's something special about someone who just gets you. And when I read this, ver- or when I think of that song, that's kind of what I was trying to ver- uh, verbalize when I was writing the song was like, sometimes we take for granted the gift of God because we're like, well, I didn't ask him to do that. I didn't want it. And the point of the fact is not that you asked for it or that you wanted it, but that he knew that eventually it would be something that you required. You may not even use it because there are going to be some people who don't accept the love of Jesus Christ and you don't, you know, end up going to heaven. There are some people who are going to go to hell, but he prepared it for you anyway. Now let's say, you know, let's say they packed the lunch for you, but you saw it there. You're like, oh, wow, that means a lot, but you didn't get to eat it because you were too busy or something. Now, the fact that you didn't get to eat it doesn't change the fact that they did that for you. And for me, I'd be like over the moon, like, wow, thank you so much. I completely forgot. Thank you so much. I didn't get to eat it, but thank you so much anyway. Like, it still means a lot, even though you didn't necessarily require it. Now, in this sense, it's it's not exactly the same because we do require um, Jesus' sacrifice in order to go to heaven. So it's like a, it's like a win-win because it's like, wow, I didn't expect it that you did that for me before I even realized I needed that, but also I get to enjoy it because you gave it to me. So it's like a double win-win because we didn't have to ask for it and we actually did need it. So it's awesome and we utilized it and stuff. And so there's beauty in that fact. And I guess what I'm trying to say as we go closer and closer and closer to Easter, Don't be afraid to love God. Don't be afraid to be grateful for what he's done for you. I feel like sometimes we lose that spirit of gratefulness and we forget to be grateful for what Jesus has done for us because for us, it doesn't really quantify. We didn't ever need it. It was just kind of there. It's like, you're not hungry, but yet there's a meal cooked. And it's like, oh, well, thanks, I guess. Like, you're not, you're not, I'm not hungry yet. But when you are hungry and that meal is cooked, you're like, wow, thank you so much. It's so nice to not have to worry about that. Um, and it's kind of in that same way. We don't get that ability, and I'm grateful for it. We don't get that ability to kind of be in desperation and have something be, and have Jesus's sacrifice be given to us in desperation. Instead, we already have it given to us. And sometimes we allow ourselves to get into that desperation, but it's never really the same, I guess. Because what I'm trying to say is, if Jesus' sacrifice hadn't been done, then we would be forced into a, a sense of desperation because we wouldn't have something and we'd, we'd be needing it and not having it. And there's that sense of desperation, like, what do I do? Oh no, oh no, oh no. And that makes you more grateful for things. And sometimes I feel that we take it for granted because there really is never that kind of desperation for some of us, I guess. For me, it was a desperation because I like I felt like I was completely lost. And when I found that it was there, it was like, wow, awesome, cool. Well, it was a little bit more 
over the top. I'm just really bad at explaining it. But it was like awesome. And and so what I'm saying is sometimes I forget, or I, I do forget. Sometimes I forget, and I think some of us forget as well, the awesomeness of what has occurred here. That Jesus has given us a never-ending opportunity, and it's kind of like, wow. And sometimes if we can put our mindset in kind of what would my life be like without that? Then we can truly be grateful for it and that kind of thing. Now it's kind of off topic because it wasn't entirely what the verse was about, but I just kind of wanted to give that back part. And now I love the verse. I love the verse because I think we know, or at least most of us know that Jesus did it for us. Uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, and so on. And there's also the verses that talk about when he was in the garden of, I can't say the name, Gethsemane or something like that, um, that Jesus was weeping and he said, Lord, if you could take this cup from me, please do, kind of, essentially. And, And he knew it was going to happen to him on the cross. He knew the challenges he would face from the beginning of his life. He had had from the moment he stepped onto earth, he was really well aware of what his purpose was. And yet it's so perfect reading this verse. It says, looking to Jesus. Well, that part's talking about the fact that we should be looking to Jesus as an example of how to have faith. But it says that looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. And I don't know if you know this, but that joy, that's us. We're the joy. We're what brings God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, joy. For the joy, which is us, set before him, he endured the cross. He despised the shame and is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. He endured all of that for us. He saw you. He saw me. He saw each and every one of us. And I think he even knew that some of us would, would end up going to hell. We wouldn't accept him. But it's kind of like having a child or having a friend or having a mother or father. And you can't guarantee that they're going to accept it or that they're going to be willing to do it. But you're going to reach out a hand anyway because you love them and you would hate yourself if you didn't. You cannot, he could not help but see us and think, I must endure because I love them so much that they are the joy. They are my joy. They are what brings me joy. I'm, I have to endure this. That he went through every pain, every trial, every tribulation, every single thing that he went through, he went through for us, seeing us. We were the light at the end of his tunnel. We were the thing that kept him going. We were his inspiration, what he was fighting for. I always struggle, and I've said this before to people. I feel like sometimes we read things in the Bible and we say things, but we don't really internalize what they mean. And I'm trying very hard to not just read these as words, and I'm hoping that you're not just hearing these as words, but you're imagining that with what little creativity we have compared to God. Because he has an amazing creativity, but we're, Lord, help us to imagine this, to kind of put this into perspective of this man knowing every single thing that he's going to go through. And he doesn't say, just take this cup away from me. He says, if there's any other way, then take this cup away from me. Because he knows that if there is no other way, then we're screwed. There is no way that we're going to be saved. But he says, he wants to make sure before God takes a cup away from him, if there is any other way, Lord, use that way. 
but knowing that there's no other way he did it. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I know what I'm saying, right? I don't know if I'm making sense is I guess what I'm saying. I just think there's so many beautiful parts um, in the story of Jesus going to the cross where he is humanized in a way. I know he, Jesus was, was, was a man or was supposed to be the perspective of God as a man, but there's still so much beauty in realizing he was just like you or I. He could have had the same fears as you and I, the same, I don't know about you, but that's, that is not a way that I would want to die. And yet he saw us and he said, Lord, take this cup from me if you will, if you may, if there's any other way. But when there's, there was no other way, he said, well, it must be done because I cannot deny my love for my children, for my creations. And yeah, that always hits me hard. Always hits me hard when I imagine that. When I am picturing him choosing between himself and us. I have no doubt in my mind that if he got to go back in time, he'd make the exact same decision every time because he knew there was no other way. And I mean, we know that God is the beginning and the end. So in a way, he did know how that would go. And every single time he made that decision, every single time he saw the rest of his life, he's like, I have to, I have to, I have to, I have to, I have to. Not because I personally have to, not because it's anything for me, but because one day my joy, those people that I love will require this sacrifice. And so I will offer it, even if it gets denied, I will offer it to all. And I think there's beauty in that. Anyway, uh, that's kind of the end of the episode. Just, Just allow yourself to take that into perspective, to make that more than just words. That Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, endured that cross. Anyway, as always, let's go ahead and end this episode with a prayer. Dear God, thank you for sending your son that we would have a multitude of chances to enter heaven, that we would have a way to move beyond the shame and the guilt that has been thrown upon us, that has been laid upon us since the moment we're born. Thank you for seeing me and loving me individually. Thank you, Lord, for your sacrifice. Jesus, I thank you (laughs) through seeing me and deciding that I was worth it. I was worth every pain, every trial that you would face that you did it for me that you did it for the people that would deny you anyway Lord I just ask that you help us to just make this more than words to internalize this to take these words and to truly just let it sit on our heart and our minds to meditate on this word and realize what it meant that Jesus the founder and perfecter of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross that for each and every single one of us he endured the cross. And even if, even if all had denied except for me, he endured it for me. I don't know if that makes sense, Lord, but make it make sense to me. I, I'm saying these words, but let it, let it make it make sense to my mind, Lord, that he did it for me, that he offers this up freely for me to deny or to accept that he would have done it over and over and over and over and over again, Lord. Just help me to internalize that. Help me to understand that. Help me to 
let that sit in my heart so that sin would not overcome me, so that fears would not overcome me, so that I can understand that there is a, a God who sent his son to love me and so that I can with confidence ask for forgiveness because I know that if he endured that, then there is nothing that will separate me from his love. That if he saw me and pushed through that for me, that there would be nothing that could ever separate me from his love. Lord, keep me from temptation. Forgive me of my sins. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of HFC. I really hope you liked it. Um, I'm on. I'm just being honest. This is probably one of my like most favorite things to remember and to just meditate on. The ability to see that Jesus went through so much for you and I, and that if we're capable of just remembering that, that we too can not be afraid. That if Jesus wasn't afraid to love me, if he wasn't afraid to love you, and he pushed through all of that stuff to endure, then we too can push through a little bit through the struggles and the difficulties that we have and not be afraid to love him back. Anyway, thanks for listening. Have a great week. God bless you. Bye.